The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Everyone and welcome. Welcome if you're on the West Coast, we're in the morning, and if you're on the East Coast, we're in the afternoon. And today we are talking about relationships, and we're talking about a new science of adult attachment in relationships. My guest is Dr. Amir Levine, who is an adult, child, and adolescent psychiatrist and neuroscientist. And he is currently the principal investigator on a research project sponsored by the National Institutes of Health. He graduated from the residency program at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, Columbia University. Welcome, Dr. Levine. Hi, it's great to be here. Yeah. Well, your new book is called Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love. And I think it's interesting um, that we often say, gee, the person's finally into me. You know, he's actually now into you or she's actually into you. Now what? Meaning any people who end up finally finding the one aren't sure they know how to keep the one. Right. Why is that? And yet, yeah, why is that? So, yeah, I think it's it's a really good question because, um, and that's one of the reasons that prompted me and my co-author, Rachel Heller, to write this book because, it turns out um, that there's a whole science behind how we behave in romantic relationships. And if we understand this science, it can really help us choose better partners and also have better relationships. And it all, a lot of it has to do with our attachment styles, apparently. Mm. And there were three attachment styles. Explain those. Right. So there's the uh, anxious attachment style, the secure attachment style, and the avoidant attachment style. Mm-hmm. And... The anxious people who have an anxious attachment style, they're very warm and loving. They love to be close. They love to be intimate. But they also tend to worry a lot about not being loved back. So that's the anxious attachment style. And people who have a secure attachment style, they're very warm and loving. They love to be intimate also, but they're not as sensitive uh, to rejection as the um, people with the anxious attachment style. They're very um, easygoing. They're very good communicators in relationships. So that's the secure. And the last one is the avoidant. And people who have avoidant attachment style, they also want to be in a relationship because, um, in a way, actually, we're all hardwired through evolution to, um, to actually pair up and bond, form pair bonds. But something, hap- something funny happens when they get into a relationship. They start feeling uncomfortable in it, and they, they start pushing away their partners. They keep their partners at a distance almost at all times. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now, you explain in the book the reason for this. You say that the anxious attachment style 
are adult children whose parents were inconsistently responsive. So sometimes yes, sometimes no. Then the secure had a consistent, sensitive, available, and responsible set of parents. The avoidant, which you just described, had parents who were distant and rigid and unresponsive. Right. So, so you know, some it's, it's um, in some of the cases it's true, but then you can actually you can see that um, you know you we as human beings are very uh, we're a very adaptive species, um, and so in some of the cases people maintain that that attachment style because of that first experience being that basically it's the first real, like, really intimate relationships in our lives are with our with our parents. But then the good news is that we can also change. It doesn't have to be, we don't have to stay that one attachment style. We can actually become more secure. And that's really, really uh, very important. So now the thing is, where really there's a lot of the, the real drama in relationships happens oftentimes when people with an anxious attachment style get together with people who have an avoidant attachment style because they really propagate each other's worst beliefs about relationships. One believes that they're not going to be loved enough, that the other person doesn't want them so much, and the other one believes that the people are too needy, uh, that um, they actually don't really like to be too dependent, and they have a hard time sharing their closest, most intimate um, um, details, sort of life, things that happen to them in life. So they, that's a really mismatch. It's a big, big mismatch. Mm-hmm. So what do we do about this, Dr. Levine? I mean, I know when I read this, I mean, I got it right away. My style is definitely anxious because Uh I got inconsistency. The most consistent thing that I got was inconsistency. Right, right. (laughs) I know, like, it's true. Yeah, and I really can relate to the anxiousness and the worry. Um, The question is, folks, what kind of styles are we attracting? Are secure people attracting secure people? Are anxious people attracting avoidance or secure? I mean, how is that working? So, you know, that's really, that's the other. So now we come to the point of, um, so unfortunately, there's a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people who are anxious also attract avoidance and vice versa. But the good news is actually that more than 50% of the population are secure. So that's really great news because if you get together with someone secure, they're going to help you become more secure. Um, in the process of writing this book, we really fell in love with the secures in this world because, um, you know, oftentimes we don't notice them. We tend to notice the people who are more who make faces, who play hot and cold. Um, but the secure ones are the ones because oftentimes we tend to mistaken uh, anxiety with passion and interest initially in a relationship. And that's one thing we tell people, um, especially people who are anxious, don't mistake an anxiety with passion and, and love. Because it's just anxiety, and we tell people to notice more the people who are secure, whom you may not have those initial feelings inside, which is really a lot of anxiety. Do anxious people attract avoidant people? Yes, and I'll tell you why they do that. <laughs> First of all, and you know, that's another thing, that a lot of people blame themselves. They think, oh, something is wrong with me, and that's why I keep finding the wrong person. I think a lot of anxious people have that in common, and we get that a lot. But the fact is, and we actually talk about it in the book, is that, first of all, one has to know that there's more uh, avoidant people that are circled back into the dating pool much more quickly than any other attachment style. 
So that's one thing. Because they get over other people more quickly and they're sort of, they're more available much more quickly. Um, mm-hmm. so that's one point. And then the other point, and that's actually a little bit of, um, sort of the anxious fault that people, cause we are taught in the beginning of relationships to kind of like play games to not really be completely authentic and true to our true needs to kind of like not say everything up front and a lot of people who are anxious do that they're like they don't mind initially the other person is not calling them back they're not going to say anything about it they're just going to not really show what they really are what's really important for them um, but that really puts them at risk of attracting someone who's avoidant mm-hmm. and then a few weeks down the road all of a sudden they feel closer and it's like, okay, now I actually, I do mind that you, I do want you to call me uh, every day. I do want to be in touch like much more often. I do crave that in, intimacy and closeness. But guess what? You may have already, already attracted someone who may not be able to give you that if you're someone who's avoided. What about those folks? And I, it sounds like they're anxious. This type I'm going to describe. What about those folks that mistake? Uh, the sexuality or the avoidance for attention. They really want attention and they really want, as you would say, uh, roots. You know, they want attachment. So they accept anything they can get for attachment and make believe it's really something when it isn't. Oh, that's very common. <laughs> I love that you brought that up because sometimes we even, I, I think we have one example in one of our talks about um, a woman that we talked to, she went on one date, and then this person that she went on a date with just texted her here and there. Uh, and in her mind, she already, like, this was a relationship. It's like, why is he he's not texting me today? But they only met once, and then for weeks, he strung her along with different texts. So the thing is, that's why we make it such an important point to really learn. It's really like learning a new language, the language of attachment, and to learn how to identify your own attachment style. We even have we even have a quiz online on our website how to so identify your own with, attachment style. So what do you do with that, Dr. Levine? So you find out you're avoidant, you find out you're secure, you find out you're anxious. How do you transform that so you can then meet the right person? Right. So first you need to learn how to identify your own attachment style, but that it doesn't stop there. And the, the next step would be to also identify other people's attachment styles. And that's really key. And then once you get there, then you learn to understand that it's not enough whether he's, that he's into you uh, or she's into you. The question is, are you compatible? Because, again, there's really, and that's, I think the sort of, this is a question that people have asked themselves for centuries. How do I know if this is the right person for me? How do I know? Are they going to make me happy? But actually science has real answers for that, and it really lies in attachment styles. So once you identify yours, like say you're anxious, and you meet someone who's avoidant, and you can hear it, you can really... It's very, it's actually, it doesn't take too much to learn how to identify other people's attachment styles. You can actually, you know that you have to run the other direction. Um, but people have a hard time with that because people are, you so we actually are being raised with the notion that love can conquer all. That if we just love each other enough, then things will actually work them, work out. But that just doesn't happen. And the reason why people often will pick the wrong person is because of what's happened in their past. Maybe they're afraid of attachment or they're afraid they'll be swallowed up or, uh, or they mistake, um, again, any kind of, any kind of, um, encouragement or intimacy. They'll sometimes mistake that for relationship. 
like like they sort of get into a situation ship and they they don't get the full thing. I think I think what happens first of all, I think some of it has to do with chance. You know, you go and you meet someone and you're attracted to them, and you don't really stop to actually make a full evaluation whether they're people without having this whole attachment thing. You don't even really know how to judge whether they're right for you or not. So you go to in, to into it pretty blindly, and then. So more often, so often it ends up in, in divorce because you're not compatible. So now we have a new, a new science that tells us, no, you can do a much better job at this by really sort of thinking about these. And again, this is not something that me and my co-author made up. This is like really based on hardcore science of 20 years of, of many, many different studies by many different groups um, around the globe. There is a way of being able to tell if this, I mean, a much higher probability to Here's know. my question, though, Dr. Levine, is let's say that you figure it out. You say, okay, I'm anxious, the person's avoidant, all right? Right. And you get it. You read it through, you get it. But there's something in your psyche that you have difficulty still getting away. Like you said, you need to run. But somehow that person doesn't run. They get stuck. Right. Well, you know, I think one of the things that we've noticed like once people actually learn about these attachment styles, initially, first of all, there are a lot of different uh, misconceptions that people have. Like, for instance, a lot of women tend to equate masculinity with avoidance because in our society we're being taught that um, men are usually standoffish, they need to go into their uh, man cave, they, can, they don't really like to share their emotions and feelings. But actually this, uh, the research shows us something very different, that the majority of people are actually secure. And so there are a lot of men out there that are perfectly comfortable talking about their feelings and emotions. So I think people don't know that, so they, that's what they expect. They expect, okay, this is all there is, and that's what I can get. But I think once people know they can get something better, they don't tend to jump so quickly into And I think it also takes a, uh, it takes a change in perception. You have to really think this is, like, really important because this is going to be the primary relationship uh, for many, many years to come, hopefully for a lifetime. Now, let's say you were interviewing some, someone for a job, and they came and you could tell, they would tell you, I'm not going to be able to show up in time for work. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to do that. Would you still hire them? I don't think so. So why do people do the same thing when it comes to love? Because of, as you said, because of very old and established patterns. Right, because so that's what we stuff. set out to, um, to kind of like try and, and sort of teach people sort of new ideas. So let me ask you, so if, if someone has a secure style, meaning that their parents were sensitive and available and responsive, do, do people who are secure in their attachment style usually attract other secure people or will they attract the anxious and avoidant type. So the uh, the secure people are like an O type blood. They can attract everyone, but they can, the, the good news is that they can really help people become more secure too. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you're going off on a you're going on a romantic trip to Paris, and you find out that your partner is actually walking a few steps ahead of you the whole time. So if you're anxious, like a lot of people who are anxious would get really upset. There's just like Oh my God, I can't believe I came all the way out here to this romantic vacation to just see their butt in front of me the whole time. But if you're more secure, you would possibly, you'd be able to tell yourself, you know, they need to take in things on their own. So when we get to the next cafe, we'll be able to sort of catch up and compare the stuff that we've seen and talk about things that we're seeing. Um, 
So then you get to the next cafe. If you're anxious, you get into a huge fight. It can really, like, ruin the whole relationship. But if you're secure, you just catch up and you talk to each other about what you've seen, and that's it. So take this um, scenario and multiply it 10,000 times, and you get the the difference between the anxious and avoidant relationship and, for example, an avoidant and secure relationship. It becomes, it's like a different animal almost. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that it's your perception that the secure, or would the secure person maybe sit down with that avoidant person and say, you know, I'd really like to walk next to you rather than you walking ahead of me. Exactly. Because I just want to share with you while we're walking. Right, exactly. So they would know, but if you're anxious, you'd be more like, you'd be so upset that it would be hard for you to communicate effectively. You were like, you always are da-da-da. I can't believe I came all the way here. And then the other person will get very defensive. Basically, you'll push them away. Now, do avoidant people ever attract avoidant people? I love that question because it's so surprising. The answer is no. You would think these two people, each one wants their independence, each one really wants to be self-reliant, they'd be perfect for one another. But the statistics just show that they barely ever get together with one another. I would would understand that because if you're avoiding each other, you're both avoiding. Right, there's no glue to keep you together. (laughs) Very interesting. So what's the most common style, the anxious and the avoidant? The most common style is the, oh, you mean the combination? The most common style is the secure, because they're the majority. We like to call them the silent majority. because oh, that's we, nice. Because we and don't usually about, hear about them. What about the couple matchings? So I think the most, um, obviously because they're the most um, prevalent style, it's about 55% of the population are secure. So the most matches are with secure. Both secure with secure, secure with anxious, secure with avoidant. And then there's a there's a good um, and then there's a section that are um, there's not that much anxious and anxious by the way and there is a lot of anxious and avoidant unfortunately. Why is, why is there not much anxious and anxious? Because now the anxious are the ones who didn't have whose parents gave them intermittent reinforcement. Right, exactly. So I think what happens with the anxious and the anxious is that um, like both I think they they can get along while they're together. Uh, where things are quiet, but then what happens is that if their things get unsettled, they just don't, they don't know how to fight well because they get so overwhelmed and they just like, just like explode. And then it makes it hard if you're too like that. How can you ever sort of reconcile? And I think that's what actually keeps them apart. Hmm. So what, what's your formula, Dr. Levine, for helping people? We know we have the secure type. Their parents were sensitive, available, and responsible. The anxious type, their parents were inconsistently responsible. And then the avoidant, whose parents were distant, rigid, and unresponsive. How do we help these people to find the right attachments in their life? So I think, like, first of all, we divide it to two. If you're dating definitely go the secure way because that's the easy way out because without much uh, work, they will make you more secure. They will make the anxious more secure. They will make the avoidant more secure. Uh, And I can also give you an anxious example. Like I gave you the example of the secure, of the avoidant. But if you already, let's say you are in an anxious avoidant relationship and people can be very deeply in love but have this mismatch in their attachment styles, then you have to find... Because basically, you were talking about what happened, like in, like, like with their, their, as a child, being the way that you were brought up. You have to find, and you can find, 
other role models for security that can sort of, it's basically, you have this deep-rooted belief system that you have to change, and it is changeable. So you have to find other role models that show you security, and you can sort of, and that's basically we spent the last half of the book talking about the secure mindset. You know, we've interviewed a lot of secure people and tried to sort of talk about what do they do, what are their little secrets and tricks that make them secure. All right. Give us some of those, please. The one, like the first, first and foremost, which is almost like an axiom for them, is that someone who's secure, they just know that, and they act that way, that their partner's well-being is their well-being, that if their partner is happy, they're happy. So they know that it's their job to take care of their partner's needs, even before their own. Because if they took care of their partner's need, they take care of their own. And that's hugely important. And I think especially in our society where we, there's so much, so much talk about codependency, mm-hmm. and dependency has gotten a bad rep. Um, but the truth is, dependency, once we get attached to someone, dependency is not an option. It's just a biological fact. We're just, we are hardwired to evolution to become very dependent on our significant others. Mm-hmm. So what, about people who, what about people who don't have significant others? So you know, but we all have significant others. <laughs> um, so if it's not like someone that we're attached to, like a partner in our lives, we'll find other, we'll have our family. Some, sometimes people even have pets. Um, I mean, we get attached. We can't help it. It's part of our makeup. That's, that's the whole idea behind the, the science of attachment is that being affiliated with someone else is um, is a primary human need just as just as much as food and water. We absolutely need it, and one of the worst punishments in human um, for humans is is isolation. Doctor Levine, what tips would you give for people who are anxious or avoidant and would like to be more secure, or for couples? What tips? We have a few minutes left. What tips would you give to them? So I think the first thing is to really understand that dependency is a fact. It's not an option. So, And that you have to take care of your partner's needs, that it is your job. And that's what all secure people know. And then the other thing, if you're anxious, what we always like to say is that they have very, very sensitive radar system, which is often correct, but they miss, they, they're sensing that there's something there, but they may not um, interpret what that thing is. So let's say their husband or wife comes home late at night and they had a long day at work and they're upset. They can sense that they're upset, but because they're so, they're not self-assured, they make it about themselves. So, and they can, they can get very upset. So we tell them, someone who's anxious, we tell them, whenever you feel about acting or reacting, wait. Just wait. And sometimes it's easier said than done. And then after you've waited a little bit, wait even more. And that really helps a lot with the relationships because after some time, you can see more clearly what's going on. So that's, something that we tell the, um, the anxious. And for someone avoidant, we like to say that, you know, like if you take care of someone's needs earlier on, you sort of take out a, we like to say that take out a little flame before it becomes a forest fire. Um, they're not going to be so needy and clingy. Like I said, you're only as needy as your unmet needs. If you take care of those needs earlier on, they're not going to become huge clingy needs. People are going to be turning outworld into the world. Yeah, very interesting. All right, your message, Dr. Levine, if people get one thing from this book, Attached, the New Adult Science or the New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love, what would you say? I would say definitely learn about 
attachment styles, yours and others, because it's an amazing tool in relationships all over, like in work, um, in romantic relationships with friendships. It's very helpful. Okay. All right, and how can people find your book? Um, they can go to our website. It's attachthebook.com, one word, attachthebook.com, or an, it's really available anywhere. All right. Thank you very much for coming on the program. Really. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank okay. you. All right, stay on the line for a minute. Okay, folks, that wraps up this week's version of voiceamerica.com with my show, Patricia Raskin, Positive Living. Our guest has been Dr. Amir Levine, and his book is Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love. And uh, what's the website again, Dr. Levine? thebook.com attachthebook.com alright folks remember stay healthy stay happy get the support you need and know you can make your dreams come true until next time I'm Patricia Raskin right here on voiceamerica.com America's Voice bye for now Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.